Lenten people of God who fix your eyes on Jesus. I've scheduled a heart exam for this evening. Maybe a bit surprised, but it will be quite comprehensive. Here's what will happen. These are the tests that we will do. Your pulse and blood work and blood pressure, of course. Expect auscultation, there we go, from the PA. Uh, That's using a stethoscope and listening for any abnormalities. I found the word, even though I didn't figure out how to pronounce it, through some online searching. An electrocardiogram will follow, and we'll finish with an exercise stress test. Okay? Ready to go? This isn't what you expected. You didn't show up at the wrong place tonight because this isn't a cardiology clinic. Ah, but it is. Because today's scriptures are all about the heart. In Exodus 10, we heard Pharaoh's plea to Moses for the eighth plague to end, that sky-blackening, crop-consuming swarm of locusts. Pharaoh pleads in desperation. Then Moses pleads to the Lord on his behalf, who turns the wind and drives the pests into the Red Sea. But Pharaoh is stubborn. He won't keep his end of the bargain. His hard heart is hardened by the Lord. In Matthew 15, Jesus seems to have a hard heart. The Canaanite woman, an outsider, a Gentile, cries out, asking his help for her demon-possessed daughter. But Jesus tells the disciples, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then the woman kneels before him, comparing herself to a dog, asking only for crumbs. And Jesus' heart is compassionate toward the woman and her child, and that little girl is healed instantly. Psalm 38 was our prayer tonight. We spoke these words. My iniquities have gone over my head. They are drowning me. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. Sin does this. Sin is the weight which crushes us. Sin is the cause of churning, unsettled, tumultuous hearts. Now, if you will, take your Christian questions with their answers. We used the first six of them last Wednesday. We'll use numbers 7 to 11 this evening. I'll read the questions. We will all read the answers. Who is Christ? The Son of God, the true God of man. How many gods, gods are there? Only one, but there are three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What has Christ done for you that you trust in him? Did the Father also die for you? He did not. The Father is God only, as is the Holy Spirit. But the Son is both true God and true man. He died for me and shed his blood for me. How do you know this? From the Holy Gospel, with the words of Jesus Christ, and by his body and blood, and through the Jesus Christ. 
keep it in hand because I think we should back up and review two of the earlier questions and answers. Look at the first one. We all said, I am a sinner. And look at the fourth one. We all said, I deserve God's wrath and displeasure, temporal death from a heart attack or pneumonia or a fall or a car accident and also an even more serious eternal damnation. But today's answers deliver the good news. We don't trust in ourselves. We confess the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We don't trust in ourselves. We trust in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is both true God and true man. For Jesus shed his blood for me, for you, for us, for all on the cross. By his death, he won for us the forgiveness of sins. To be clear, Luther would help us with this. It is not the Father who died. It is not the Holy Spirit who died. It is the holy and obedient Son who gave his life as a ransom for many. We know this from the gospel. As we heard in John 3 this past Sunday morning, God the Father loved the world so much to such a degree and in such a way that he gave his only Son as the Savior. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have life that will last for eternity. We also know this from Christ's words, which give us the sacrament of the altar. For more than his words reveal the truth, our Lord's body and blood in and with and under bread and wine deliver this precious gift and promise. I want to say it another way saying it as simply as the homily title in your worship guide. The answer is the heart. The good news is not that we have clean hands, clean faces, clean mouths, but that we have because we are given clean hearts. That's what we prayed for on Ash Wednesday, even as we were marked by a plague of ashes Create in us clean hearts, O God, we cried out. Save us, rescue us, redeem us, forgive us. And God, in his mercy and grace, answered. So, just as the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians, we are given hearts set free, forgiven hearts to forgive others, to forgive and comfort and love the brother or sister who has sinned, who has sinned against us, Because forgiven disciples forgive in the name and by the power of Christ. Hearts are examined and diagnosed by the word of the law. Hearts are healed and cleansed by the word of the gospel. And these new and clean hearts reflect Jesus Christ in our care for each other. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.